Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, you are back with Scott Goldbranson, Silver and Black today, along with my guest, as always, here on the show after the games. That is Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. Make sure you follow him on X at underscore Murph. I am at LV Gully. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your audio. Just look for Silver and Black today. Put on the auto download. Also, appreciate you guys on the YouTube page blowing up the YouTube chat with all kinds of good and negative, I should say, critical, not negative, critical things that we're going to talk about as well. Of course, the Raiders 17 to 13 winners over the Green Bay Packers. They now move to two and three. Okay, so let's jump into some of these things, Murph, uh, especially with with some of the critical things that we want to talk about. Number one, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I made a strong statement because I really believe now that I've seen I've seen enough. I've seen enough of Jimmy Garoppolo. Now I know there's going to be people out there with them. Why did we move on from the other quarterback? I don't criticize the Raiders for moving on from the previous quarterback. Uh, I criticize the Raiders for moving on from the previous quarterback and putting all of their money on Jimmy Garoppolo and Jimmy Garoppolo has not delivered. You saw an interaction with him and, and Josh McDaniels uh, after the interception where, where it seemed to be pretty heated. Now who knows what's happening. You, you don't know what he's saying, but at the same time, this is the guy that Josh McDaniels picked. He ran off the other quarterback. I'm just going to say it that way, ran off the other quarterback to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. He didn't run off the other quarterback trade up in the draft and draft a young kid and just roll with a young kid. He brought in Jimmy Garoppolo. This is the guy he brought in. Now you're in game five. And as, as my co-host Mo said during the game, I'm going to repeat it here for him. So you're going to tell me this is your quarterback and you're in game five and you're simplifying the offense for him. And you're changing the offense because there's not a connection there. He still can't connect with Devonte Adams Started two towards the end of the game after a three-quarter, almost three-quarter uh, drought. 
Uh, and, and he just doesn't look comfortable out there. He doesn't look comfortable through another bad interception, which resulted in seven points the other way. And so I, I'm just going to say it because, look, I'm not saying the Raiders can't win more games. And I'm not saying you go right to Aiden O'Connell right now. But, man, I'm telling you, Josh McDaniels, is, is his seat is going to get a lot warmer because of what he's done, the decision and the play of Jimmy Garoppolo and the fact that this offense overall, Murph, they have nice plays, nice sequences, but overall they just can't get over the hump and it has to start in the NFL with the quarterback. Yeah, what he was he with 22 of 31 for what? 208 yards or something like that. Like, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't have the numbers yeah, in front of me. 22, 31, 208, one TD and one interception. That's an 86.5 quarterback rating. There you go. And so, you know, we were talking about it tonight. So like, and we're so with you, like, I, uh, I don't want to just completely reiterate what everything that you said, uh, <laughs> but like all three of us here on Raiders fan radio, like we agree, like, and Moving on from Derek was a right decision. It was the right thing for him, frankly. And sure. um, I don't know about a, a lot of you out there, but like if you've been watching Saints games this year, Derek looks like Derek. He looks like the same guy. He moves the ball very efficiently between the 20s, struggles in the red zone, and struggles with some, some bad interceptions. And, you know, there's a reason that Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill get a lot of their, their hands on the ball, the ones responsible for scoring in the red zone. So, um, you know, not that Derek hasn't scored red zone touchdown because he's done what two um, to this point. But anyways, my point being though is that like I get it, I get it why they moved on. But I also get the idea that like well they didn't make the right choice and who they moved on from. It was just like like when we we traded Khalil Mack away. It was like okay we saved all that money so we didn't have to pay him. We acquired all this draft capital, but then we didn't do anything with all that draft capital we acquired other than the idea that Josh Jacobs came out of that draft. But like. The, the, we didn't do anything with it. So what was the point? And so that's where I kind of like the three of us collectively tonight. were like, what was the point of moving on from Derek? Like we could have just kept them. We could have just kept them and been the same old team. We kind of always have been. <laughs> and, and, you know, if you're going to move on from him, like why didn't we draft, you know, a quarterback in the first round, you know, and like, right. I, I don't understand that. Like, I, and so, especially when we had a high pick. So like there was, there was, you know, there were guys there that, that could have filled the role. So, it's just interesting to me that the way that the, the way the thing is played out, and this is what's confusing, and this is the overall criticism of uh, I think of this front office is that like they'll make a move and it's like okay I can see the reasoning behind that, but then they do some dopey ass thing behind it, and you're like well wait a minute well that didn't make sense like what did we do it for then right. like, what was the whole point of that you know so I, well, I'm, I'm with you but that's that's the that's the point I'm finding here too and it's not you know, there's a there's, there's been that battle in Raider Nation over over the former quarterback and talking about that and all that. That's not what this is. I'm purely going off performance. I'm We on this show have always had reservations about Garoppolo because of his injuries, right? We always had it. But I also, we've had guest after guest who covered him in San Francisco who talked about what kind of quarterback he was. And they talked Jimmy about it on Gimmings, the broadcast right? tonight, right? He's going to dump the ball off. He's not going to challenge you vertically a lot. Uh, but he's not even doing that here. He's not finding the middle of the field. Now, for example, passing to tight ends. Boy, the game started off. I was really excited because I saw Michael Mayer actually get targeted twice for nice gains. And that, but that was the scripted beginning of the game, right? So he he did that. Then you get later in the game, Devontae Adams disappears. He doesn't disappear. Jimmy G doesn't see him. Same thing with Michael Mayer. They go to Hooper one time, maybe. And again, he gets into the rhythm of only finding Jacoby Myers 
or looking for Josh Jacobs out of the backfield. It was a repeat of the other games. And then, of course, the, the turnover. I mean, he's got seven turnovers in four games. Okay, the Raiders have played five. He missed the one game. So so this is unacceptable. They talked about it all week. On, and even him before the game, uh, the last press conference, he said, yeah, no, I, I've been focused. I got to protect the ball. Got to protect the ball. And he's throwing terrible passes. And he's not seeing open routes. And that's my concern there, too, because I don't know what's up with Jimmy G. I know from watching the film and talking to people about him in San Francisco, sort of positives and negatives, everybody's got them, but it just seems like it's not clicking for him or for the Raiders. And then Josh McDaniels has put everything into this guy, at least for the next few years. And the offense can't get into a solid rhythm. It might for one drive. And then the next drive, it looks completely terrible. The two sacks on third down, two series in a row in the first half, for example, it's third and three. You feel the pressure in the pocket. You're going to take a sack? Why? Why? Dump, throw the ball off, dump the ball off, do something, step up in the pocket. He couldn't do it. So, so I'm just completely unimpressed. And f- five weeks in, I'm just going to call it what I think it is, which is a disaster. I'm I'm with you. There's no other way to read that. That I think it's uh, it was the wrong call. And a, it's it's so peculiar to me that they have put that many eggs into that bat. Like that's the guy they chose to define what their you know potential coaching legacy is going to be with the Raiders. <laughs> uh, you know, or in Dave Ziegler's case, you know, the, the GMing of the Raiders. Like it's like the, I, I'm just shocked by that. Like that 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 was the one that they they went all in for. And for all those reasons. Um, that you stated that he just doesn't have the the field awareness, doesn't have the vision that we expected. Yeah. And then I want to say this too, that like, you know, here I've, I've, I've been very critical of Josh McDaniels and here we are, we're being critical of, uh, of Jimmy Garoppolo. And I caught a lot of like, not a lot of heat, but like I caught some heat on Twitter this week because I put out another little snippet of our show where I was criticizing Josh and, and, and there was a lot of people that were like, Oh, like, Oh, and look at this guy. He, he turns on a dime. Like he I used to be the biggest Josh McDaniels apologist. And now look what happened. And blah, blah, blah. look, man, opinions can change based on the evidence provided. Of okay. Of and so in the off season this year, when the Raiders chose to move on from Derek Carr, we understood why I can look at it objectively, not subjectively and put my Derek Carr fandom aside, which I was when he was a member of our football team, put my fandom aside for the player and look at the fact that the Raiders needed to make a significant change. And the idea that Jimmy Garoppolo was a proven winner, he had the support of his former teammates. You listen to the guys who used to catch passes from him, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Debo Sim. They all love Jimmy. So what what evidence was provided for us as Raider fans that Jimmy was going to, quote, suck, okay? And when you looked at some of the numbers, and especially I think it was the 2019 season, like he had numbers that would rival Derek Carr, even including throwing the ball downfield. So those were the things that we looked for in order to be excited as a fan base because we're Raiders fans, and that's why our show is Raiders Fan Radio. So I'm a fan of the Raiders, and I'm going to look for the good in them. Well, at this point, I'm with you, Scott. There isn't much to be a fan of his play. So my opinion is going to start to change. And the idea that you're not willing to put Aiden O'Connell in as the backup to Jimmy Garoppolo to get the young man some snaps and to get him developed, to find out what you have. The NFL has become a league where you have to have a franchise quarterback. Well, even this at this point, five weeks in, Jimmy Garoppolo has proven that he's not going to be our franchise quarterback. So what are we doing? Yeah. What are we it's doing? A- my, and my overriding criticism, and, and, and Jimmy aside, my overriding criticism about the front office in this, in this whole thing, everything is slow. 
Yeah. Why is everything so slow? We go to the ball slow. We get plays in slow. We make decisions slow. Like everything is slow. Like I don't yeah. understand it. Like this, when you look at teams, like we were talking today, we we're talking about the games that happen over Sunday. Look around the NFL to the teams that are doing well. What do they all do? They're fast. Like, and I'm not even talking about just on the field speed, a la the Miami Dolphins. Everything they pace. They do is precision and quickness and yeah. pace and everything moves. Correct. Like the Raiders don't feel like they have that. And that's, I think, a huge indictment on Josh McDaniels and ultimately the play of Jimmy Garoppolo. Look, I, I looked at it today and, and we'll move off of Jimmy Garoppolo because I know we'll spend some time here on this show this week talking about it. But but you look at Josh McDaniels in the coaching situation. I know everybody in the chat saying fire him, fire him, fire him. I don't say fire anybody. I can tell you that I think he he can't manage the clock still. He still has problems with clock management. The end of the first half, they hold the Packers on a third uh. down deep in their own territory. There's a minute 40 something left. And they had the Raiders had two timeouts left. And they don't call a timeout. The clock ticks and they don't get the ball until 55 seconds. And then you got to rush down the field, right? And then Carlson misses the field goal. So you have that and it's like, "Wait a minute. You're an offensive guru, we heard." You, you still can't manage the clock. You saw it later, too. I mean, the first time out they took was because the play got in late in the first half. Then in the second half, you saw it again. You had penalties, all sorts of mental lapses. Now, look, mistakes happen every game for every team, no question. But the amount, and to your point about pacing and the slowness, it doesn't ever seem like there's a sense of urgency, nor does it seem like there's a sense of crispness in how they Ooh. operate. And to me, that is, you're right. That is coaching. And that's why I said he's not managing the clock. And I don't think that this football team overall, overall is coached well on both sides of the ball. I'm not saying fire anybody. You can read into it, whatever you want, but I'm telling you as many games as I watched, because that's how I make a living. I watch every game during the Sunday uh, and, and, and it blows my mind because there are some other teams like that too, by the way, and they're all piss poor teams. And to me, that's what I see in the Raiders. I see a sloppiness. I see a lack of, or, I mean, Murph, you, you're a business guy. When you walk into a place and it's disorganized, can't you just feel it? I mean, you can see oh, it yeah. by how everybody works and how the Raiders work to me screams a lack of organization. A hundred percent. And those are the things like, to me, like I, those are the things I don't understand and where I'm, one of the points where I'm most critical of coaches is culture is number one, because you can have all the strategy in the world. But uh, as the saying goes that, uh, you know, uh, culture eats strategy for breakfast. <laughs> if you don't have your constituents and in this case, your team bought in and, and, and all pulling the same rope and sharing in the same vision and all the, the, the different phrases we can throw out there. But if there isn't a unity amongst a common goal and, and, and again, in that shared vision of all working towards that, then it doesn't matter. You can be the most brilliant strategist, offensive guru uh, in the world, and it doesn't matter. And so, um, so those that's it's definitely like the the, the main thing um, that I look at. And then you, and then the second one of that is a hundred percent. It's organization. It's it's sloppiness, and again, it's the timing of things, and it's all that where it's like because those are those are controllables, you know. And like you know, you can control effort. You can control organization you can't control what happens when a ball gets tipped in the air right Correct. you can't control it. like no. i mean you can yeah you can be a great athlete and yeah you can hope that your players are in the best position possible uh to share in success but you can't 
control it. You can't control what Matt LaFleur is doing. You can't control what Jordan Love is doing. You can't control those things, but you can control your side of the field and your crispness and your organization. And like, and that to me, I'm you, you drew the business analogy and you are a hundred percent correct. And in, 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 in time, you can feel it when you walk in to a business and when there is sloppy management, you get sloppy results and you get sloppy effort and energy and all that. And, it, and you can just feel it. You can feel yeah. it in the room um, when you walk in. That's why always one of the number one things that happens is when you get a management change or a buyout or whatever else, what do they do? They clean house and you yeah. bring it all the way down to the foundation and then you build it all the mm. way back up. That's why when you become a Marine, they break you all the way down and then build you all the way back up the way that they want you to be. Uh, and so, um, you know, so it's just, you please. No, I was going to say, I just think too, that when that happens, right, because a lot of folks might say, well, the players have to own that too. And to a certain degree, that's correct. You need to work hard. You need to be focused, right? But when you're in a culture or in a environment where things are like that, it kind of sneaks up on you. You don't even realize it. It's like, it's like you're, you're part of that nomenclature and it happens and it, it's thrust upon you and you don't even realize it right now. Max Crosby seems immune to it. I'll, I'll say that. But other than that, guys just get complacent. It happens, right? Uh, even though Josh McDaniels is a known hard ass on guys, much to the chagrin of some, because some don't like it, but you look at that. And, and to me, that is such a great point. Okay. We're going to take one more break. We're going to come back. I want to talk about two things when we come back, Murph. Well, three things. One is the offensive line. Two is the decision to kick the field goal towards the end of the game, which, of course, was Carlson's second miss, but okay. And third is we'll give everybody an update on the One Nation Foundation, which we do every show as well. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to and watching Silver and Black today, the postgame edition, the Raiders Win 17-13 over the Packers. Don't go anywhere. Murph and I are coming right back.